Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. We want to welcome you back to our next episode of the Life Success Legacy Podcast. I am joined by a whole bunch of mics. Uh, I'm Chris Bay. We got Mike Kwong down in Houston. We've got Michael Crawford here in Lawrence, America. And just south of Lawrence, we've got Michael King Everett. How are you, gentlemen? Hey, hey. Excellent, excellent. Everybody doing well? Yes. Super good. Super good. Super good. Well, um, today we want to tackle the topic of what we see sometimes is a counterbalance to Nelson's um, teaching of think long term, right? Mm -hmm. And that is sometimes we see people and we hear the phrase sometimes of don't get greedy in the context of IBC, right? Um, So when we talk about, let's take it back to Nelson's teachings and thinking long term and his principles, and then we can kind of share with people where do we see places where people might have a little bit of a of a a greed mindset or approach uh, when thinking about IBC. Mike Everett, first of all, um, remind us of Nelson's principles, specifically unpacking kind of that think long term. Well, it is actually the very first principle. It's called think long term. And of course, anybody and everybody who's been to a webinar knows that we're going to hit on these five principles. Then we're going to hit on them again. And then we're going to hit on them again. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking long term goes against everything that almost all of us have been taught about money. We've taught, we've been taught, well, I, I'm going to, date myself a little bit, but you know, back in the day when people were getting anywhere from 10 to 12 to 15% on their quote unquote investments, we would think about it, we would see it, and we would get it. And I'm just telling you, when you're talking about IBC as a whole, that absolutely does not happen. So one of the things that Nelson then dovetailed on to think long-term was capitalize your system generously. So if you're thinking long-term and you're capitalizing your system generously, then you've got to think like a little bit more like a business owner. You know, if a business owner is putting money into his business and I don't care what it is, what is the normal time frame that, a business owner might see a profit. Oh yeah. Well, Nelson states in his five, seven years. Five to seven years. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. And that's you know, but you get once again, you've got your people who are thinking about, golly, how can I make this thing work faster, faster, faster? And it really truly does not go like that. Well, I don't so, want to oversimplify it, but like, you know, Nelson <laughs> said it, we say it, there are no deals in life insurance. And I think, you know, once we can wrap our brain around that simple concept, there are no deals. Mm-hmm. We are just taking a tool that is out there for us to use and applying Nelson's principles to get the most out of the money that we do have. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people I, I tell that to. There's no <laughs> deals. 
in life insurance. It's probably the first and, MC, MC, it was probably about three or four years ago when all of a sudden you came up with that. And I go, golly, that sounds good. I, I, I mean, Nelson said it um, at some point or somebody said it at the think tank in regards to a Nelson principle. I did not come up with it. I'm not that smart. <laughs> probably Yurik or uh, uh, Nethery, actually. Maybe. To be yeah, honest with you. Absolutely. Probably Nethery. You know, he thinks he thinks like that a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I would also just, you know, add to it or balance that, that there's no deals in life insurance. On the same token, you know, life insurance is a different animal altogether. When people think about money, right, yep. they think about investments and things that they can kind of speculate with and maybe make a turn a buck with a profit, you know, in something that may or may not, you know, work out. But life insurance really is a contract, right? And that goes back to that whole idea mm -hmm. of it being secure, Force of capital that you can, you know, count on being there this year and certainly next year and the next. But here's the thing, because it's a contract in the way it's geared, it actually improves mathematically every year. So that's something really powerful. You know, I mean, yeah, there's no deals in life insurance, but because that it's a contract, because it's got these built-in guarantees, you don't need it to be, you know, a deal. I agree. I think your brain has to shift away from, you know. Oh, boy from the idea of the investment and towards the idea of multiple uses out of your dollar and mm -hmm. taking advantage of a tool that is a contract between you and that company. It is unlike anything else. During the webinar, we always talk about a paradigm shift in their thinking. <clears throat> I'm telling you, it goes against everything yeah. that we believe about money. And of course, I usually start the webinars by letting people know that everything that we've believed about money and banking was based on a lie. Yeah. And when you start to think like that, then all of a sudden this, you can almost feel the creaking going on in somebody's brain because they're going, wait a second here. That's not what I got taught. And so if we can somehow shift away from all of that mess then uh, knowing full well that we're thinking long-term, we're capitalizing this thing properly, and then we're utilizing the dollars in an efficient way, whew, this thing just takes its own lane. Well, and I'll, yeah. I'll also tangent on that with the idea that, you know, people want this to go so fast, right? Mike, you just mentioned that, like, how can I make it go faster? Do we say the same thing about our 401k? Oh, I, I don't think people think like that. They put in as much as they can, sure, but they are aware that they can't touch it for 30, 40 years. And when they yep. do, it's not only the taxes, but if they take it early, there's the penalties. So if we if we can't apply the long-term thinking to infinite banking, but we're willing to do it with something that's at risk all the time, that's the paradigm shift, right? Is we've mm -hmm. got to get over that hump and get our brains on this long-term thinking. Because once we do, once we treat it with that respect, it is amazing what can happen. MC, that's on fire right there. <laughs> you know, we, we just did a uh, an interview with one of our um, Nelson Nash Institute cohorts up in Canada, Winnie Lau. And she and her early 20s daughter, Imagia, have put together um, a book and a resource for parents um, teaching financial literacy um, and confidence for kids starting early as soon as they can put sentences together right and um 
And that's what I think about when I think about long-term thinking. Mm. Obviously, I want to use it for myself. Absolutely. But I know several of us here, we're thinking about kids and and my, maybe even grandkids. Like how do we build a system and education that can go long-term, right? Mm-hmm. Again, uh, I'll reference a book, uh, What Would the Rockefellers Do? If you're a legacy-minded person and you truly think long-term, that's a great Great book to get you started. Um, so definitely, there's a reason Nelson said his very first principle was think long term. And Mike Kwong, as you mentioned, it's a contract. Like, like it's life insurance. And, yeah. and I always say it is not sexy. <laughs> I love the fact that it's not sexy. Right? It, it, is, it is foundational to everything we do and think about mm. money. Right. Mm, yeah. But there's there's two schools of thought, at least two. There's probably more, but there's there's at least two schools of thought. You know, there there's people who kind of are the 401k mindset where they're like, I don't really want to deal with it. I just want to have it drawn out of my paycheck if I'm a W-2 person. Mm-hmm. And I just want I hope that there's something there at the end. But I really don't want to invest myself or my thinking process or anything yeah. else. Then there's the other people that are uber focused on rates of return and financial freedom <laughs> dates and investments and passive income and those kinds of things. And Mike Kwong, you get to work with a lot of those people, right? Sure. Yeah. When you talk about thinking long term with those people, you know, Nelson's very first principle, do you find that that is a challenge for some of those folks that come from it from that angle? Um. I, I mean, it depends. Yeah. Uh, like when, when you get kind of caught up in, in, you know, cash flow, right. That's what, what, uh, which is a great thing to focus on because we, we need to pay our bills monthly, you know, day to day, even um, it's easy to kind of pigeonhole or, or get tunnel vision as far as that goes to, you know, shorter and shorter term focus. And and it's like losing, you know, sight of the forest for the trees. Is that, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Um and, and so there's always this focus on that first year, right, of how the policy may be structured, mm-hmm. how much I get right there, right now, or, or you know, within that first month, you know, um, <laughs> so there's, guess what, there's another year coming after that, and then another five years, and then another 10 years, what about that, what is that going to look like, you know, I don't care how, how tall your tree is that first year as a sapling, I'm worried about how your forest is growing, you know, by that 10th year, mm-hmm. right, so these folks, you know, I always remind them, these are permanent contracts. It's like a marriage. This is not some fling, you know, with some money. Man, once we go down this road, you know, this is this is set for you. And you should respect it in, in the same, you know, uh, way. Uh, so, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. We'll come back to that. Um, I'm reminded when we sit in on our Monday strategies designs, and I'm going to come to you, Crawford, on this one. And Everett, you probably have some experiences on this as well. Um, when we are working with clients at the very beginning and they come to us and they, they're like, man, I got a big chunk of money. I just, I need to put it to work. I want to dump it all into a policy. <laughs> and this kind of ties into that. Don't get greedy mindset, right? <clears throat> it's like, I got a hundred thousand dollars, right? Let's dump it all in. And Mike Kwong, what you just said earlier is like, yeah, that first premium deposit, but then there's a follow-up, Right. Yeah, 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 and it's also the mech. We got to be respectful of that. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and- I mean Crawford. How often do we see folks, 
you know, want to dump a whole bunch of money in. And we kind of have to talk them off the ledge and think, help them think long term of how they're capitalizing and building these these systems. I think it's it's exciting when people like come to the table with like a fervor, you know, like or they're all like frothed up, <laughs> you know, they, they they're <laughs> invested. Right. You know, like I think that that's an exciting aspect as coaches. We want people to be as excited as we are about infinite banking. Um, what I think is so powerful is that because we have a really cool tool with our software where we can show them that eight year window through inspiring hope and freedom. It, it really helps put into perspective those, those first several years of premiums, um, premium deposits so that they understand maybe we don't put 100K in on the front end. Maybe we chunk that down and use some of it for the debt that you may have so we can turn that wind current. But once we, once we have an opportunity to show them with their numbers, I personally don't think we've had a real hard time talking them off of that ledge because then they yeah. see they're excited and they're ready to see that plan. And even mm -hmm. though the initial you know shock of us saying, maybe you do a 20K and then we take this and we strategically place the rest of that money throughout your system in the first several years or whatever it is, I think once they see their numbers on paper and they see that eight year plan and they're going, wow, mm. I don't have to start with 100K to still make this thing churn. You know, we have a number of people that do come to us and they don't have debt, right? but they've got, they've got some dollars over here on the ledge or over here in a bank account where we've got to be systematic about it. Oh yeah. We have to say, wait, 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 wait. We can't put all hundred or $200,000 in this thing. Why don't we do this systematically where we can flow it in, flow it out over here for living expenses or vacation or kids education or whatever it is but then have something available to either make policy loan repayments back through using their income or for future premiums for years two, three, four, and so on. So well, I, think, it, I think Nelson's principle applies to us as coaches, right? Not just oh. for, 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 for those who are like us as you know, clients, but like as coaches, we see a hundred thousand dollars and we go, all right, let's roll baby. But at the same time, uh, you've got to think long-term too, right? Yeah. Let's figure out, like you just said, Everett, the most strategic way to, to make that money work efficiently for the client. And I think that's what's so exciting for uh, us as coaches on those Monday afternoon strategy sessions is like, we get to put a jigsaw puzzle together every week with different pieces. Mm -hmm. And it is completely uh, a coin flip as to what's going to happen. And sometimes, you know, it's really straightforward and simple. Sometimes we got to really ponder. And I think that that's what makes it, you know, fun. I'm going to, I'm going to share a real life example. Um, we have a potential new client who came to me and said, you know, in, in September and October, I'm going to have between a hundred and $200,000, depending on what he does with some other things that he's got going on. And uh, I said, well, let's just, let's go with the low number, you know, because I want to be as conservative as possible. And when I started jumping into his plan through IHF, I said, why don't we just start with a $20,000 policy? The guy fell out of his chair he said, I was just positive that you were going to flood load that entire $100,000 into policy premiums. I said, 
no. I said, what we need to make sure that we can do is we got to be able to pay down some debt that you've got, number one, but we've got to make sure that year two premiums are available mm. when they come due. It's not <laughs> if, if they come due, it's when they come due. And so uh, we need to make sure that we're doing our due diligence. And I'm going back to, back to what you just said, Mike Crawford. Mm. We have to think long-term mm -hmm. and we have to be in this thing right alongside our clients, helping them see down the road just a little bit. We can see down the road because we've been doing it a minute. Yeah. But there's, this is brand new. This is, this is like that shiny new toy. Where, that, yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, I think that's where Kwong actually like lives right now. Like I think based yeah. on, it's just working through a lot of the shiny object, but also helping people think that long-term and seeing, you know, that down the road progress. Like, you know, I think you were saying it earlier, uh, Mike Huang, that when you, ex when you explain an illustration to a client, you really are not just talking about year one or two, you're looking at five, 10, 15 plus years down the road. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and, and every illustration, every policy, right. will have these benchmarks, right. That people don't think about all the time. They're focused on that year one. What does that structure give me right now? Yeah. But yeah. as soon as year five comes around or, you know, around that time, I, the policy gets net geared positively is what I call that, right? Where as, as, as a function of dollars coming in, each dollar in is going to net you more than that dollar in growth, additional accumulated cash value growth that you could leverage and use, you know, at your will as you need to, but only, you know, gets better and better each year as well. So you know, there's this mentality sometimes where um, some folks get caught up in like, well, I got to make these premium payments for how long? 25 years. I mean, that seems like forever. Um, but I always ask them too, well, okay, before that 25th year, let's say earlier on and say even year five, where every, you know, four bucks that comes into your, you know, uh, let's call it an ATM. You have an ATM where you have four bucks that you can put in. And this ATM's kicking out a growth of 450 or 470. Would you like, <laughs> would you like one of those machines? You know, I want on a two of them. <laughs> I, I would like 12 personally, right? Um, and, and then it's like, okay, so when do you want to stop and turn off this ATM? You know, then they're like, wait, was that a trick question? Right. But <laughs> the way you have to think about things, you yeah. know, that gets them. So, but it takes a little bit to to capitalize. Um, sure. But but companies have gotten even better at working with Nelson Nash Institute practitioners to actually design policies so that they can function even more efficiently early on, oh, where you yeah. don't have to to mortgage the 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 foundation, the engine of the policy, and you can still get really good um, access to cash value right away in the early years. Um, so, so that's been I mean, more equity than you could imagine. Like, you know, I see banks right now promoting like these 13 month CDs at 5%, but who controlled the entire equation? How long do you have to let your money? Yeah. Sit? Like, what's the growth on that when you really consider the fact that you lost access to those dollars for the entire year, you know, or 13 months. Yeah. And so I think it's so funny to really contemplate like, dollars and cents of that you know where people are like oh yeah i just dropped it into a long-term cd for now because it's got really good rates of return i'm like 
Yeah, but you don't get to use it. You're locked up now. One use. One use. That's it. Yeah. And then you get to pay capital gains on the growth. Right. <laughs> You're so positive, Crawford. <laughs> this Just rosy outlook. <laughs> so much of it is um, a mindset shift, a paradigm shift. And early on, I really struggled with falling back into those ruts of old ways of thinking, you know, in the first several years of, of doing IBC personally um, and questioning myself. Now, you know, a decade plus into using IBC, rarely do I fall back into that. Um, well, I'm going to throw in uh, principle number five, rethink your thinking. Mm -hmm. That was actually a principle that Nelson added some years after he wrote his book. Yeah. And it was probably only actually given to the Nelson Nash Institute people maybe six years before, the, before his passing. So keep in mind, he'd been utilizing IBC 15 years before he wrote his book. Mm. He wrote his book in 2000, and it was probably at best 2010, 2011, when he came up with principle four and five, quit doing business with banks and rethink your thinking. So, you know, this is always kind of just new things, but using the old principles are always cropping up in, in us learning but us being able to educate our clients at the level that we are trying to give them confidence and competence mm -hmm. in what they do with their own IBC plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So different ways that we either we've personally have experienced kind of fallen into that greediness, right. Of wanting more out of, out of IBC or out of our investment yep. or whatever it is. You know, specific to IBC, we see sometimes greediness in in the design of the policy or or how they want to fund it up front, wanting to throw it all in. We're actually really bad life insurance salespeople because we are constantly talking people <laughs> off the ledge and doing smaller yeah. policies. I mean, we we really are pretty bad at that um, from your traditional perspective. Um, also. Um, greedy sometimes, I think, in terms of the size of policy loans that people will take. Mm -hmm. um, not that you can't take a max loan and utilize it, but that's where you really want to work with your coach so that you have some support, some background, some safety nets in place. Sometimes folks, man, they want to suck all that money out. And, you know, if you have one domino fall, they could be in a really bad position. And so, so, um, there's that, um, so yeah, there's a variety of places that, that we see where people sometimes can get a little greedy and not have that thinking long-term, uh, any other, any other thoughts or comments around that idea of thinking long-term or places that you see, uh, folks get a little greedy. Yeah. Just to add to your point about, you know, 
uh, abusing it, right? Abusing it. And when I always tell them, you know, the way we build these policies, we structure it for the long haul. We build them ramped up, right? With the accumulation of the of the cash values. But just because we build it ramped tough doesn't mean you want to jump, drive it over a cliff that first year or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just to see. No, no. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, again, coaching is important, you know, yeah. um, and, and I always go back to that, like, and I was a client of you guys, you know, in the beginning, just the same. And, and I know we all know like what it feels like to kind of be learning this, you know, uh, figuring it out. And mm -hmm. I can't tell you how much it helped us out learning, you know, with, with someone like you guys guiding us, you know, along and getting us started. So, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll wrap up with this. And I think Crawford um, touched on this earlier and I thought it was a really brilliant point. Um and that is even from a coaching standpoint, we think long term. Yeah. Um, we we even think of our business. If if you're familiar with good to great and and um, the hedgehog concept, um, <laughs> one of those hedgehog concepts is what is your profit per X, right? And for us, the way we kind of define that is it's profit per client. But some people think we're trying to squeeze as much profit out of our clients on that mm. sell. And there's a different perspective on that. And it is thinking long term. Our thought process is profit per client over their family's generations. That is why we are fully invested in ongoing coaching with our clients at no cost. It is because our business runs on that ongoing relationship that we have with people, supporting them, supporting their kids, supporting their grandkids mm -hmm. with their IBC systems. So um, I really love that about life, success, and legacy. I think it's kind of our calling card is our coaching, our ongoing coaching that we do with, with our clients. And, and I mean, we're all clients as well. <laughs> so we don't like the pushy salesy stuff. We're not trying to squeeze as much juice out of the lemon in the first squeeze, right? This is yeah. a long-term relationship. It, it goes back to financial hope and freedom through long-term trusting relationships. That is what we're about. So, Well, you know, the, uh, the name of our business is Life, Success, and Legacy. Mm -hmm. Not only are we doing that for our clients, but we're also thinking about that. Let's just say with these four guys that are on the call right now, we're thinking about our agency, not just for the next three or four years, but for the next 40 to 50 years. Why do we got a bunch of young guys on this thing now? Because we're growing this systematically. We're being smart about it. We're bringing on board in our company, and I'm just thinking about our company only, younger guys who are completely invested in IBC. It's guys pretty exciting. For, it's guys yeah, yeah it's, oh, That's right. Well, mm -hmm. I'm just using the guys that are here, but we do. We have some other people that are behind the scenes that are part of the organization, but mm -hmm. it's, it's really exciting for the old guy that's probably going to be the first out to see that this will continue on when I step away. Wow. Very exciting. Good, good stuff, guys. Thanks for uh, chiming in on this. So to our listeners, we really encourage you to embrace the long-term thinking. This is a proven process. The breadcrumbs have been laid out for you. All you got to do is pick them up one at a time with the support of a coach. 
and we are here for that. Please check us out at lifesuccesslegacy.com. There's lots of information. You can go back to 2016 hmm. and, and listen to the original, very first foundational podcast back when we thought it was going to be a really stupid idea to start talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are in 2023, still talking. Still talking. <laughs> still talking. Yeah. Guys, Guys, thanks for uh, joining in on this. Good information to our listeners. Um, please join us again. We'll get our next podcast coming out to you. and uh, We release about every two weeks. So uh, hopefully that's a good amount of content for you. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>